Hello and welcome to StarCast from Planet Waves. We have a very unusual week ahead leading into the second of two full moons in the sign Aquarius. This one will take place in the very last degree of Aquarius with the sun in the very last degree of Leo. I'll have that toward the end of the program, much to cover prior to that time. My name is Eric Francis Coppolino, editor of the Planet Waves Horoscope and host of Planet Waves FM here with StarCast for the 16th of August, 2021. This is the Monday edition, the week ahead. It is the anniversary of the Woodstock Festival, 52nd anniversary. That means something to me. Uh, I'll have an article right on page one of planetwaves.net about that. Uh, You might find it to be an interesting read. Anyway, let's take a look at what we have got going on this week. First of all, Venus is newly in Libra. Venus is one of, well, Libra is one of the two signs that Venus rules, the other being Taurus. This is the day rulership, and it's very exciting to have Venus be back in Libra. This happens just about once a year for a few weeks. That's some of the uh, uplifting and positive news. Uh, There will be an adventure as Venus moves through the sign Libra. I'll cover that in greater depth on Wednesday. Got a lot to cover today. So one thing to notice in astrology is when inner planets, personal planets, that is to say Mercury, Venus, Mars, Sun, Moon, make aspects to outer planets. What that tends to do is take things that are going on in the deep background, sometimes the invisible background, and bring them up close. So it's a little like a kind of a hologram where uh, things that uh, were remote, distant, perhaps even distant in time or in potential suddenly show up right in your face. And and so what we've got today is that uh, at, at the moment of uh, this recording, the sun is at 24 degrees of Leo, and it is making a trine to the very distant outer planet, <clears throat> Eris, one of the, you might think uh, Eris as being one of the things that sets the tone of our whole time in history, this chaotic upheaval. Um, the sun is trine Eris from fire to fire, Leo to Aries, also it's quincunx, uh, both Neptune and Pallas Athene. Neptune Pallas Athene are both in Pisces, so it's making aspect to both at once. It will soon oppose Jupiter. Then, right now, it is also making a quincunx to Pluto. So the sun is making contact with a lot of distant remote outer points, meaning distant remote possibilities this week. And that is going to have the sense of uh, what you might think of as the world rushing into your living room. Bear in mind that during our time in history, Neptune is in Pisces, and this year is conjunct Pallas Athene. That is to say, can you really trust the government? Okay, so bearing that in mind, and bearing in mind that we are moving toward this full moon that's going to have the sense of building momentum all week long, Let's look at a couple of other things uh, that are going on. Uh, First of all, the aspect pattern that I described before is at its most exact at sunrise on the East Coast on August 17th. That is when the sun will make its trine to Eris and an exact quincunx 
to Pluto. Again, sunrise on Tuesday the 17th. That's about 6.04 a.m. While this is happening, Mercury in Virgo is working its way toward Mars in Virgo. Now, this can have a number of different manifestations. For example, Mercury-Mars can have an anger issue. However, there's something else, I think, going on here, which is a kind of uh, perceptiveness and the possibility that the speed of thought is going to increase. Um, With Mercury and Mars in Virgo, you have a lot of symbolism about the quality of the thoughts that we're thinking. And with Mercury and Mars in a conjunction together, there is the sensation of thinking quickly. Now, sometimes that's a good thing, sometimes not such a good thing. And I would say this is a time when we want to slow down and analyze our thought process and pay attention to how we get from one step in the thought process to another, like proving a theorem in geometry, taking steps so that you understand one idea, one, let's say, level of your conclusion or observation before you use that as the basis for the next one. What you might find out is if you start to analyze your logic, you might find that it is missing a few steps. You may find that it's not even there, but not a lot of people like to do this because it is, in a sense, attempting to prove yourself wrong. Now, in my profession, which is journalism, <laughs> I'm kind of a I kind of moonlight as an astrologer. Uh, as a journalist, uh, we need to be very concerned with proving ourselves wrong, and it is one of the most tremendous problems with the media right now is that no one is trying to challenge their own theory. And if they did, they would find out that uh, they were making absolutely no sense whatsoever. So please do that. Take the time. Slow down. Know when you don't know. Falling for false clarity can be a real problem. And whether your thought process was wholesome or complete or thorough or relevant or based in fact or not, you're still responsible for the decisions that you make. No doubt, Mercury conjunct Mars describes some kind of a decision. The decision may involve your health, and you want to take this one step at a time. And remember that it is crucial to not rush into any decision that you cannot undo. So know the facts, know your analysis, check your logic. On Tuesday, the 17th, as well, a little bit later in the day, that conjunction between Mars and Mercury is exact. Uh, Again, I would caution, if you are feeling irritated or angry or frustrated, just slow down a little bit. Uh, While this is going on, the moon in Sagittarius, didn't mention that's where the moon is as of Monday, maybe even sooner, more, whatever, earlier, the moon in Sagittarius makes a 90 degree or square aspect to Neptune in Pisces. Previously, a few hours earlier, earlier in the day or early morning on Tuesday, it made a square to Nessus, a centaur, Nessus in Pisces. So Nessus and Neptune are in a fairly close conjunction. They do have similarities. Nessus is the most Neptune-like centaur. Centaurs we know of like Chiron can have a lot to do with um, 
uh, Saturn and uh, and Uranus, but Nessus is one that is kind of hazy in its existence, kind of like Neptune, and it addresses matters of the let's say the the lack of perfect transparency and uh, and strange stuff about what motive people are operating under. So bear that in mind as the moon makes a square first to Nessus and then to Neptune. Everything is not what it seems. Uh, everything is not true just merely uh, because it sounds good. All right, other things uh, going on in this chart. Uh other things going on in this chart include uh, the way that this Mercury-Mars conjunction going on is going to bring in a lot of Chiron. So when aspects function, they don't exist in a vacuum. It's not just sort of floating around off in its portion of space, influencing consciousness in some way. When planets make what are called aspects or connections to other planets, you bring in the quality of those planets as well. And so this is a slightly ominous setup where you've got Mercury, Mars, and Virgo, and then that is making what's called a quincunx, 150-degree aspect. It's a uh, an aspect of modest tension, working out, balancing, give and take, negotiation, and adjustment to Chiron in Aries. Now, the message of Chiron and Aries cannot be repeated often enough, and that is stand on your own. Do not be afraid to dissent. It is very tempting, I know, to just kind of jump in where other people all seem to agree about something, but the problem is just because Jimmy jumped off a bridge doesn't mean that you need to jump off a bridge. You have to make your own decisions no matter what, and you are making your own decisions no matter what. You're just going to have better or worse influences when it comes to understanding how you got to your conclusion. And, and frankly, I'm seeing a lot of people just leap into things that they haven't really thought about that much. Now, speaking of, there is another influence that is uh, on the speed uh, let's say, the, the speed spectrum, uh, which is Venus making a square to a thing called Pholus, P-H-O-L-U-S. When Pholus is in the picture, it is very important to be aware of the influence of alcohol on the decisions that you make. Something that may seem true on a couple of glasses of wine may not be true when you are stone-cold sober. And so I think that it is reasonable to think things and have creative experiences and come up with ideas and so forth when alcohol is involved. But then I think that those same ideas, observations, concepts, and so forth, particularly relating to how you might feel about someone, Venus is going to be in, in Libra for a while. And this is all about the, the quality of, of your emotions and how you feel about other people. Um, you want to make sure that you've got a few viewpoints on that from inside your own mind. Be circumspect about that. Give yourself a few days to work out the details, uh, days or weeks or maybe even months. Uh, and I'm not saying to you know sit around and, uh, and do nothing. There does come a point where you have to say, hey, I like you, I'm into you, let's hang out together. But I would avoid coming to what you might think of as some um, as, as uh, final conclusions of any kind. Very little is final 
in the world. Okay, let's take a quick look at the very unusual chart for the full moon. Now, as I mentioned, there are two, this is the second of two full moons in the sign Aquarius. First one happened about four weeks ago. Uh, it was in, in degree two of Aquarius. When that happens, we can then have a second full moon in degree 30 of Aquarius. That's exactly what is happening. That means the sun is in degree 29, the last degree of, it's actually degree 30, the last degree of Leo. This is a degree of total transparency. All things that are concealed can and will be revealed, and this is a time for some great revelations this week. And the, the parallel thought is that where there is any form of spiritual development involved, it is necessary to be dealing in the truth. There's the sensation that, well, uh, you know, this notion floating around, well, I can pick and choose what I want to be true, and for you, temporarily, that is true, except that if your interest is in growth, if your interest is in spiritual evolution, if you are trying to be a better person, by which I mean a person with greater integrity, a person who is more honest, then there's only one commodity that you can trade in, and that commodity is what is actually true. I know there's a lot of shit talk about how there is no such thing as true, but um, I'm not buying it. All right, so you are listening to StarCast on Planet Waves. For the many new readers in the remote parts of the Internet on various podcasting platforms, welcome to the world of Planet Waves. We distribute mainly on two websites, planetwaves.net, which has been uh, in existence since 1998 and still going strong, and planetwaves.fm. Planetwaves.fm is a radio program that began on Radio Woodstock way back in 1996. I moved it onto the internet in around 2010. Check that out, planetwaves.fm. I do all kinds of readings, consultations, great products to offer. Poke around planetwaves.net. See what's there. Thank you for listening. Stay in touch. <laughs>